0: You're listening to PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast. This is episode 45. Today, I talk to Dr. Maria Consi Agina, a physical therapist. She's a practice owner and doctor of physical therapy in Life in Motion Physical Therapy, a community outpatient orthopedic facility in Jersey City, New Jersey. She is certified in Applied Prevention and Health Promotion Therapies, an adjunct instructor, for the doctorate program in physical therapy at Rutgers Biomedical and Health Sciences in Newark, New Jersey. She's also a visiting faculty of the FEU NRMF School of Physical Therapy, a capstone coordinator at the University of Montana Rehabilitation Essentials, Philippines-based transitional DPT program, also a council of a member of council of directors as a director of uh, Director-at-Large for the American Physical Therapy Association, New Jersey Chapter. She is also the f- a founding officer and current president of the uh, Future Foundation. She is a multi-awarded physical therapist, one of which is the Societal Impact Award given by the American Physical Therapy Association last 2019. And lastly, she is a working uh, member of the APTA's staff work group for the International Educated Physical Therapists. So in this episode, we scratched the surface of diversity, equity, and inclusion. We talked about what those terms mean, how those concepts affect or impact our profession and practice. We also discussed concerns Filipinos encounter when they uh, begin their life and practice here in the U.S. She introduced me to the concept of professional acculturation, and how it is different from assimilation and what Filipinos can do to adapt with a new environment and culture. And lastly, we talked about the APTA Working Group of Internationally Educated Physical Therapists and how it helps internationally educated and trained physical therapists in, in navigating through their new professional practice. So, let's take a listen.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast, your weekly we'll serving of insights, information, and inspiration from the ex- uh, experience and expertise of Filipino physical therapists. I am Johan de la Paz, your host. Let's go on with the show. So, for today's uh, episode, we are going to talk about a very uh, timely or a hot topic these days It's uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And to help us with the discussion, a director of, in the APTA New Jersey, uh, one of the owners of Life in Motion uh, Physical Therapy, uh, the current president of Future Foundation, and the staff for the working group of APTA internationally educated PTs, Dr. Maria Conci Aguila, doctor of physical therapy. Conci, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Johan, for inviting me. All
1: right, it's my pleasure to have you here. So uh, we, we've talked a little about uh, diversity off-air, but it's really a hot topic uh it's in the news we've been talking a lot about it uh these days and uh but before we dive into that the topic uh could you give us a little background on how you started first as a physical therapist uh to uh your roles right now and to where why you landed in here and this advocacy of yours
2: okay so um I migrated uh, here in the States back in 2002, mm-hmm. Okay, um, initially in New York, then after a few months in New Jersey. So I'm licensed in New Jersey. I'm actually only licensed in New Jersey because I've we've settled in New Jersey. Um, but when I was in the Philippines right after graduation, I actually did not practice as a physical therapist. I worked in another um um, field altogether in pharmaceuticals so my career as a physical therapist really started um, here in the states oh, um, wow. after that so initially i worked in um, different um, settings so i did not have big. Uh, so okay so a lot of physical therapists and i always say this you know my grade for the love of physical therapy mine was for the love of physical therapist because ben my other half okay um already migrated here uh, a few years ahead of me. So when we decided to get married, it was not even like a question of who was going to move where. So I had to move. So that is actually what brought me back into the field of physical therapy. And thankfully, actually, I did go back. So after that, um, so, you know, I did not actually have to go through the whole um, having an employer process, you know, because mine was different. I was a dependent. I was a family member, Mm -hmm. you know. So I actually had, so because of that, I did have the advantage of choosing really uh, the kind of practice that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So although my interest really was already in orthopedics, I wanted to, I was very curious about the different setting. Because um, what I wanted to do was really appreciate the continuum of care for patients and also for our fellow physical therapists. So I had, I first worked in a hospital, you know, it wasn't, I even had um an acute care setting in the ICU. Mm-hmm. I was the one who started the ICU in our unit in the hospital back in like two thousand and four mm-hmm. um in a hospital in New Jersey. Um, I also, you know, um worked in other outpatient orthopedic settings. Um I also worked in a nursing home for about I didn't last. I was only there for about a week, you know, just uh just to, to see out. how it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so I've seen um I also did some home health, um, briefly. Uh, so I've seen a lot of settings. Um, I think the only one that I did not really get to practice in is, uh, pediatrics. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So after that, back in 2007 was when Ben and I, um, actually toyed with the idea of, okay, after, you know, opening so many practices before us, we're like, we weren't really completely happy with, Mm -hmm. you know, the practices. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it also, um, Part of that, a large part of that, is that because you're also not the owner, so it's you're really not as free, you know, okay. to decide and to direct, you know, uh, where the practice should go. So initially we thought of opening a practice, but then we realized, you know what? No, because I think it's best if we go back to school first, because at that time my DPT na, my transitional DPT na. Mm-hmm. So, Rutgers at that time was one of the institutions that was still um offering transitional in classroom. So, okay. and yeah, they really o- had it open for like a few years just to give, you know, in class was just to give some people who already just want to transition. Mm-hmm. So, we were fortunately one of the graduates of the program. So, we graduated in 2010. And then immediately after that, that's actually when we really you know, kind of like realized that we can no longer go back to um, being employed at this time, knowing what you know, you know, yeah. and all the I mean, having all the ideas of how we wanted to apply evidence-based practice, um, right. and all that. Um, so we decided to open up our practice right in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. Jersey City. So we've been residents of Jersey City at that time. We've actually been very active in the community, was serving in church. Mm-hmm. So we knew because we worked in different um Counties, cities in, in New Jersey. And you know, we were really able to compare the quality of physical therapy care in the suburban area versus in the Jersey City area. So we really uh, felt that the area was underserved. And we're like, mm-hmm. there, right there, there's an inequity right there. Mm-hmm. Yon? Parang so just to give you an idea, Jersey City is the most diverse, culturally diverse. Um, city in the whole of the country, okay, for at least five years now. Yes, so right in our neighborhood, okay, where the clinic is, um, even our patients actually reflect the diversity of Jersey City because it's not just Philippine patients, you know, Mm -hmm. we actually have everyone of every race that you can think of. Mm -hmm. So that's what we realize is that, you know, um, these patients uh, who are actually also largely, um, well, mixed, a lot of them are first-generation immigrants, you know, some of them have actually been long-term residents. But no matter what it is, it seems that there is really no, um, there's not much of like, what I would say, um, patient advocates in the area, especially in our practice. So, yeah, that's where, that's actually how we started with Life in Motion Physical Therapy. And it's been there for about 10 years now. So, yeah, we've, you know, grown along with the community and We hope to continue serving the community for as long as we can.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was uh, looking at your website, Live in Motion website earlier, and just trying to see uh, what your your practice is. And funny thing is, I have a friend. I have a friend in uh, New Jersey City, and (laughs) I've been driving when I was uh, practicing in Maryland. I've been driving to his place, and uh, his his area is. A, where the the Jollibee is? Yes. And when I saw your when I saw the photo of your, uh, your clinic, it. I was like, I know that place. I've <laughs> been there. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you're the owners of that clinic. So I was looking at it. Probably I, I want to work there sometime, <laughs> or, or I'll see what they they have there. So I didn't. I had no idea. This is the this is the only day that this is the day that I found out that you own that uh, clinic. Of
2: <laughs> It's a landmark. Actually, funny story is that uh, we opened before Jollibee did. Uh-huh. So, the owner of the whole strip mall though, okay, is non-Filipino. Mm-hmm. And I've already known the landlord for mm-hmm. a while. So, actually, no, not yet. We were the new tenants. So, I was, you know, promoting the practice to the Filipino community. Tapos, sinatanong nila, well, saan clinic? So, I was telling them, where the strip is. sabi nila, oh, diyan magkaka-jollibee. Sabi ko, jollibee, wala pong jollibee doon. Said nila, no, may balita magkakaroon. So, I'm like well it, and it is me i always go straight to the source Aww. so uh, i went to the owner and i told her i heard from the grapevine that jollib is going to be here is that true how do you know it's like, well, i told you i just heard from the grapevine it's like, well, <laughs> is it true i'm curious Sabinya, honestly maria i don't know yet it's like what do you mean you don't know sabi niya, well uh because she's from the tenant before mm. so Sabinya, i don't really know them Mm-hmm. You know, so parang, so ba for a Filipino you don't know Jollibee. But of <laughs> course it's understandable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I actually I spent the next like hour or so giving her the history of what Jollibee is, what uh-huh. it is for Filipinos. Um actually I told her literally, you know, Jollibee is going to put uh the strip mall in the map. Mm -hmm. because people are gonna flock here and then before you know it we were actually walking to the building we were talking about logistics she was Mm -hmm. sharing like you know some of their ask questions at that time so I'm like you know so we had a really good conversation so you know after that (laughs) you know what happened next Jalbi was
1: was there there. (laughs) yeah it was just funny funny I I, I know that building I know that 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 facade I know that like photos (laughs) I've been there (laughs)
2: So funny story I have to tell you our yeah. patients the first few months at Jolli- Jollibee opened every uh-huh. time mag magma-blood pressure check ako uh-huh. okay. and all of a sudden this patient who's normally you know not this the BP is not this high na huli ko nag-Jollibee ka ba? nag-Jollibee po ba kayo? just before here <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so sabihin nalang huling-huli naman kami Maria so <laughs> <laughs> like pupunta na lang kami pagkatapos <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that's uh, so if you're ever in, in uh, for those who are listening, if ever you're in New Jersey City, you know where their <laughs> clinic City, is, yeah. <laughs> New Jersey City, New Jersey City, you know where the her uh clinic is, it's just near Jollibee in the same complex as Jollibee.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, literally, actually, we counted that about 150 feet away ah. toward the door. Wow. Yep. <laughs>
1: So, all right. So, the hot topic is diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, um, just to, for those who don't have an, an idea or uh, of what DEI or diversity, equity, equity, and inclusion is, can you give us a, a little um, definition, background, on what these terms mean?
2: Okay. So, I think it's very important to talk about it, like I was telling you earlier, mm-hmm. about, uh, so for us Filipinos, I think I have to backtrack. Because mm-hmm. for us Filipinos, I think diversity because of the nature of our society, we're The Diba? For iba-ibang regions, mm-hmm. but Really, we're all one Filipino race. Mm -hmm. So we really don't know diversity, of course, uh, because of the nature of our society, Mm -hmm. right? So when you go here, though, in the United States, where uh, people, you know, the United States is built out of immigrants, right? So you actually have people from... Diverse backgrounds, meaning we're—it's mainly uh, the racial and ethnic composition actually of the place that we're talking about. So that is actually the diversity. Okay, i am making it very simple.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so, uh, <clears throat> sa Pilipinas, Filipino lang mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so walang Pagdating mo dito, you meet everyone from diverse backgrounds. Okay, not just Americans per se. Okay, mm-hmm. even from where they originally came from. Right. Okay. So, when you say naman uh, equity, uh, supposedly that's actually the, kumbaga, the just okay, uh, allocation of resources. Okay? Yeah. So, this is actually where I think uh, most of us Filipinos are going to feel that a little bit more, even in the Philippines, because sa atin, it's not actually a question of uh, diversity in race, but I think the social, the classification, the class system is still there. Mahirap Mayaman yeah. Middle Income, which is almost non existent. So yung kumbaga yung yung resources that's actually allocated to all the people supposedly, okay, um, also has something to do, unfortunately, okay, with the racial um um population or the racial makeup. And unfortunately, uh, the ethnic minorities, okay, and specifically here, okay, the black. Okay, the black minority okay seem to have a lot of the social uh, issues that's actually um, um what we're calling social determinants of health okay so uh, unfortunately they are the ones who seem to be in the lower socioeconomic income okay mm-hmm. therefore in those areas you know health equity is also a problem along with a host of other problems okay so pagdating naman sa inclusion okay that's actually a a much more complex okay um that's actually a much more complex idea because ideally okay after you've had a population that is diverse and the resources are actually equally distributed to mm-hmm. uh, depending on the need and that's a thing too when you say equitable hindi siya 50 sayo 50 sayo 50 sayo 50 sayo hindi mm-hmm. ideally it's actually per need mm-hmm. which is actually so hard to understand ba Parang kasi kung titignan mo, bakit ang laki-laki ng nakukuha nila samantalang pareho lang naman tayo kunwari nang na ng taxes. Mm-hmm. But that is actually how equity is. You know? Uh, just like when you look at height, hindi naman tayo lahat pinanganak ng 6 feet. Therefore, if you actually wanna look at a barrier, ba That's actually 6'5 tall. Hindi naman yan lahat. Kahit bigyan mo ng equally 5 Inches lang yan ng platform. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can see it. Right. right. So that's the thing. So it's actually important that you actually give what is due to each of them, mm-hmm. um, depending on the need. And then for the inclusion, you know, hopefully in an ideal world, all, all, um, all people of races, uh, whatever definition it is, needs to be included in the table, meaning included in decision making. So that we're kind of still far from that. You know, that is actually the hope. So I actually just want to bring it back into the Filipino context Um, because we're not a diverse uh, race in the country. You know, it's hard for us to actually imagine that these things are happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, seguro, at the very least okay uh though it does not mean that just because we're not here doesn't mean we're actually immune to it actually mm-hmm. no okay I I think that uh the most that I think that is would resonate with a lot of us is um colorism
3: mm-hmm.
2: um I think because of the um the influence of all our um, colonizers before. Diba? In the Philippines to this day, there is, uh, I would say, there's a preference for people who are of fair skin. Mm-hmm. Diba? Normally, uh, mas madaming uh, positive attributes that's actually uh, being um, relegated to people of fair skin. Mas maganda, mukhang mas mayaman. But mm-hmm. so, uh, mas malinis, mas mabango, and so on and so forth. So, um and to this day, you know, even the number one beauty product in the Philippines, whitening products. The mm-hmm. So, uh even though we're far removed from that supposedly, we're actually not, you know, mm-hmm. to this day, we're actually, we actually have that. It's an existence even in our culture.
1: Mm-hmm. And um I think you also mentioned before this you, that. Um, uh one of like aspects also in the philippines that we can also find diversities like having in a workplace people coming from different um like areas like provinces in the philippines is also part of the of diversity right it's yes, also I a concern for diversity
2: yeah. i think mm-hmm. that's the most that we know of when it comes mm-hmm. to diversity is that regional we're actually regional regionalistic mm-hmm. normally a lot of us would come from the province the mm-hmm. Migrate into the city, mm-hmm. the, uh, which actually uh, also touches on a different chord, which I'm sure we will. Um, I will expound later on.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think
2: I will backtrack a bit. So the mm-hmm. reason why I actually really got involved in the. Yeah. Uh, Was when as a council director for the APTA New Jersey, uh, we're normally assigned to be liaisons to different committees. So Mm -hmm. I was assigned the liaison to the newly formed cultural diversity Diversity committee at that time. So I was really working closely with the chairperson. Actually, we started out as just the two of us, you know, running the whole um, committee actually for New Jersey. So Mm -hmm. thankfully by now we've grown Um, in the last like three years. We've actually been very active, even at this day of uh, the COVID, in all the in a lot of the uh, initiatives uh, that's in conversation in and out of the APTA.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and is that also why you were part, you became part of the working group for the APTA International Educated PTs? Part of yes. it. Yes. Uh-huh.
2: Yes, you know, also because of the connections that I build first at the DEI community. Mm-hmm. And honestly, because there's really not much internationally educated PTs mm-hmm. I think, uh that are very much embedded into the APTA and a lot of the initiatives. Normally NASA Academ, mm-hmm. you know, but actually in like the chapter um, perspective, I mean the chapter side, um, mm-hmm. Hindi Machado. And even in and even in DEI. You know, mm-hmm. so I kind of I kind of became the me and Ben kind of became mm-hmm. go to person. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the, mm-hmm. um, knowing fully well as well mm-hmm. that, and internationally because I was pushing for well, we actually have as internationally educated Pts, we are part of the minority.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So when you talk about uh, in the PT world, it's mm-hmm. not just that was my my um, frame of thought when we actually started the uh, the committee is that
3: mm-hmm.
2: you're looking at a lot of the eye perspective from the local perspective, but how about from the migrant perspective, mm-hmm. especially in the field of physical therapy? About mm-hmm. um, about 13 percent, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, supposedly, of the PTs practicing, are internationally educated mm-hmm. about 45 to 50 percent, depending on the year. Actually, are Filipinos and Indians, bulk of mm-hmm. bulk of us are from the Philippines and India. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we do represent, um, we are part of the, uh, the minority, right?
1: And, um, I was just thinking because I like when when I came here in the U.S., like, I think there's a Little stigma that I'm feeling. Ewako sa iba na like when when patients or um, other health professionals would ask me like, oh, where did where did you go to school? And, and na na ako lagi na sabihin ko na taga, galing akong, like I'm a foreign trained physical therapist galing ako sa Pilipinas. So parang merong, I don't know how would they react. Ewako kung there's a stigma or you may neraramd na ko, na parang uh, I studied in the Philippines, you know? Parang, very, ano pa ako, uh, nahihiya pa ako sinasabi na, I, I studied in Philippines na, I don't know what they're gonna react. So, parang, uh, <laughs> kaya maganda na may merong hub na with a international educated PT. So, I
2: think, actually, Johan, that, that's a really, really good uh, thing that you shared. Because mm-hmm. that's actually, that talks about the bias. mm mm-hmm. See, because, mm-hmm. ba, uh, you have your implicit, meron kang bias sa sarili mo na, uh, bak- sinabi ko, international educated PT, yung reaction nila.
1: Uh, so, yun.
2: It actually may be really just stemming from you, not Pwede. necessarily from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Pwedeng ikaw lang yun, pero mm-hmm. actually sila very curious and mm-hmm. um, actually welcome that your international mm-hmm. educated mm-hmm. would want to know more. So that's actually one of the things that we, ba, uh, also have to be very um, cognizant. Right. That yeah. the bias may actually not always come from others, mm-hmm. as as our own bias being reflected. Right. On others.
1: And most of the reactions, I'm saying, ah, really? Uh, how many years? There, Then most of the reactions are pure curiosity. curiosity but exactly. there are like little um, population of patients that like, the, that their reaction, like, ah, really? <laughs> then, then drops everything. <laughs> so, but most of the reactions are. Curiosity. So I guess that when I was new, that is one of the things or concerns, like issues I have for myself trying to adjust to that because I don't know what their question is really for. Mm-hmm. It's really out of curiosity or is it something that they want to like um, discriminate against? So I was just really, I think, careful. And I, I, I think biased on that part, as you mentioned.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, why is it um, important for us phys- physical therapists to be aware of these topics or these concerns? How does this affect us in our, in our profession, in our practice?
2: Oh, Very much because mm-hmm. I mean, studies have shown, and I'm sure even in your personal experience mm-hmm. uh, seeing patrons, that a lot of patients relate and respond better you know, to uh, practitioners or healthcare providers uh, that are of a uh, similar background, right? uh And then, of course, if you're also in a similar background, whether, especially somebody look, that who looks like you, mm-hmm. right? um You are also more likely going to have empathy
3: mm-hmm.
2: and understanding. Not, I'm just saying not just compassion, but actually understanding, you know, of that uh, particular patient, you know, Of a particular culture because you're more familiar with it. And another thing is that if you're actually going to take a look at um, statistics, you know, in the history of migration, uh, the United States um, population is actually really getting diverse, especially in the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, Asians actually are the highest number of migrants, okay, in the last, yes, in the last uh, 30 years, you know. So Mm -hmm. this is actually why to me it's it's very important that we as Filipinos, as Asians, also become involved because these um, Asians who migrated 30 years ago are also now getting into the prime. Actually, they're now elderly, come to think of it. They're now into their, um, um, their advancing age. And these are also more likely the kinds of patients that actually we're going to see. Okay? So it's very important that we understand the culture where they came from is one. Okay, so that we may better serve them. So having said that, okay, I'm actually going to go back again to our experience as mm-hmm. immigrants and first-generation immigrants. Right? And we were talking about this earlier. A topic that we were actually very excited about mm-hmm. is the topic of professional acculturation. Mm-hmm, yeah. Saying, okay, what is that? You what know? is that? Right. What is that? What is professional acculturation? So, uh, I think to explain that, it's better to explain first uh, the root of you know acculturation. What mm-hmm. does acculturation actually mean? You know, um, acculturation actually to be well understood has to be I think defined vis a vis assimilation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Those are two different terms. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when you say acculturation, okay, it means that you are actually learning a new culture
3: mm-hmm.
2: such that you are operating within the rules of the new culture while okay keeping your original values keeping your original culture okay such that you know as a Filipino we learn the English language we talk the English language every day but in the confines of your home and in your friends mm-hmm. within your own Filipino you know, circle you keep your native language right, right? So, so um, actually, that's one. You know, we learn about the American sports, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we may not participate in it. But if it's something that's actually very important to the people around us, especially to the Americans, then it's actually something that we need to know as well. Because mm-hmm. that is also how we can shape their physical activities. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. We also need to know the American diet, even if you don't necessarily eat it. Because how are you going to give, how are you actually going to advise patients as to, I'm not saying as a nutritionist, but as a general advice on what to eat, what not to eat, what Mm -hmm. proportions, if you're actually not even also aware of what they're eating in the first place, right? So which is different Okay, from what we call assimilation, assimilation from the root word similar, where you actually become similar to the population that you're in. you blend in in a way you actually lose your distinctiveness mm-hmm. and and personally i don't want i don't want that mm-hmm. because i cannot if just just from looking at me you can tell I'm a i in a maleho I may at some point develop the uh, what they call this the twang, whatever, ba. But at, at, at the end of the day, I'm Filipino through and through. You know, who happen to have acculturated, meaning have a better understanding of the culture I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to know that and to really accept that because that way it actually keeps us, for one, humble, diba? Uh, Number two, it keeps you rooted. You don't Mm -hmm. really lose the identity of who you are, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, And and number three, I think it also gives you a better grasp of what it is that I can actually share. As a Filipino coming from my culture, what are the traits that I can actually bring? Mm -hmm. Because I think at the end of the day, when it comes to acculturation, I think the good thing that's going to come out of it is that hopefully we will bring the best of what our culture is into this new environment that we're in. Diba, yun naman yun eh. Because eventually all of us actually will operate here. Mm -hmm. So if you actually transform that into professional acculturation, case in point, tayo mga Pilipinong PT who -hmm. were actually uh, educated in the Philippines. We did have Western education. Diba? We have the same textbooks. But do we really have a similar education? No. Because we may have the Western... Theoretical background. But you you and I know that when it comes to applying it in the clinic, those are two different things. Pagating sa clinic, it's the culture that prevails. And I gotta tell you, which is why the culture of passive modalities, of um, manual therapy is not going to go away completely in the Philippines. And maybe mm-hmm. it should not, because that's the culture's preference, you mm-hmm. know, because this is actually shaped by I think the health, uh, the kind of um, health literacy that mm-hmm. the Filipinos have, di uh, And that also, the health literacy, actually, really, is where it stems from. Right. Eh, sa atin, paano mo pag exercise si Lola to the point na papagurin mo when ang paniniwala sa atin bawal
3: mapagurin That's
2: right. <laughs> di Right, right. Uh, think, Tell me about it, di ba? Paano mo, how will you insist on exercises, why, uh, for independent uh, functional capacity, whatever, kung madami nag sa bahay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You may be practicing it in the clinic, but pag-uwi naman, walang carryover, Ni hindi mm-hmm. kumukuha nang tubig. Diba? Mm-hmm. So sa atin, ang form of culture, especially when it comes to respect to the elderly, is to actually make them as comfortable as possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is actually why I think it's reflected even in the way we do physical therapy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: San ka magiging comfortable? Sana natin matatanggal yung pain mo? And then that, just that, diba? So I think it's very important to understand this that way when new studies come around, hindi natin pinagawa <laughs> I think it's very important to look at it from a cultural lens
3: mm-hmm.
2: and really be honest, what is it that is going to be applicable here in our country, in the Philippines, I'm talking about the Philippines, mm-hmm. right?
3: That
2: is of that is of Western origin because not all of them are going to be directly applicable, and I think that's why pa minsan a awy on what's evidence-based practice and all mm-hmm. that when hindi masana. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because one part of the uh, evidence practice um, triad is the patient's experience, so you have to take in that uh, consider that as well in ebp what's the the what's working for the patient as well so hindi lang kasi a lot of studies coming from the the west so mm-hmm. how would you apply that in the philippines with a co- proper cultural context, context yes mm-hmm.
3: right yeah. yes
1: and and we've been talking a lot about like international like culture um, um, diversity like trying to adjust it so for a, a Filipino Filipino uh, physical therapist who's gonna come here in the US and practice, uh, in your experience, what are the, the things that are usually their concerns in terms of um, this issues in, in trying to adapt and how would they, uh, what, would are, what are the things that would help them in, in, in coping with those uh, diversity that and, and differences? That they're going to handle in, in their practice?
2: I think, uh, for one, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things actually that, of course, uh, we're not aware of. You have to remember uh, sometimes what we know of, of the American mm-hmm. culture is all right. secondary information. Where we our family, who's here, diba? our friends who actually here. And I always say, always take all these with a grain of salt you know because a lot of these although all these advices i'm sure are Mm well-meaning right um remember that when you go here you actually really have to keep an open mind Mm -hmm. with us filipinos normally we seek our information Verbally, we seek our information through consultation. Tatanongin, pagbigyan ko a similar experience, right? And I'm always, I've always. Some of the PTS know this. The way we do things, even for Future Foundation, is that we give you the link. Mm-hmm. You have to go to it.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: cannot give an excuse of hindi ko But you know these things. You need to actually do because these are all for your protection. Ako, pag may sinabi ako, I would rather people take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Much what I'm saying to the link that's actually going to give you the factual information. And which is why it's also very important, you know, that the resources that's actually available to internationally educa- educated PTs be, you know, really come from the APTA as well. Because what we're going to offer there, even in the hub, you know, hopefully when, you know, this moves forward are really resources where people can actually go. Mm -hmm. You know, these are factual information, not just word of mouth information. So that's one. Um, You know, number two, okay. Um, I think you have to be really open to other cultures as well and accept that, your ways may also be different from theirs and i like you very much your example kanina okay of where you have to check in at the door okay your feelings we may not necessarily be true all the time right you know? well, let's not let, let's leave that behind kasi sa totoo lang dito uh, paminsan mas conscious pa tayo kung straight to mm-hmm. the natin mm-hmm. because even in the philippines talaga namang diba, tayo na yung numero unong Nag-iba lang dito we appreciate if somebody's from the south and they talk like there's some somebody from the south what do north north i mean easterners say oh it's cute that you have that uh, that twang right mm-hmm. sa atin iba eh pag galing ka sa ibang region nagpunta ka ng manila say for example nagsalita ka tapos medyo iba yung iba yung accent mo pag tatawanan ka
1: mhm masarap
2: din yes diba so uh, i think also the other thing is that when we sometimes when we go here we have as 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 immigrants deba. you look for your natural tribe kumbaga deba, because everyone and there's no exception to that actually seek that feeling of belongingness right. all of us need to belong to a certain community right uh, but the thing is uh, there's also a danger to that because like i said earlier you're now in a bigger space where the reality is that your community is not just going to be um, consisting of people that you're comfortable with. Whether you like it or not, you just go to the grocery, you're going to encounter people of different cultures, people Mm -hmm. of different races. So you need to be comfortable in the idea that you're actually operating within a much diverse society in general. Mm -hmm. So you have to be open to that. So, madami din tayong, honestly, and I have a lot of really, really good friends, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say, who are blacks. And yeah. I, I mean, and there's a lot of misconceptions mm-hmm. that, uh, among Filipinos about blacks as well. And I've seen that, especially in the elderly. So, we got to check that at the door, mm-hmm. you know, that as much, remember that every time you're judging someone, you're also going to be judged back. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's that's very important to identify when it comes to, you know, um, DEI. Um, ano pa, be very mindful, you know, mm-hmm. that what is normal practice back home is not necessarily here. Um, mm-hmm. Just case in point is actually Filipino humor.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> diba? Yung tayo kasi mahilig tayong mag-describe based on appearance. Of mm-hmm. boy pilay. Uh something.
1: Uh, right? you say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah,
1: and it's in the Filipino culture it's normal. Normal, but as we as times are changing, they're finding it more offensive. Pero like back in the day before these things happened, it's normal. Yeah. With, I mean it's I not mat, it's not ill meaning, because yes, you're just describing.
2: <laughs> kaya ako Filipino, kaya I'm seeing the it, Filipino humor, ba? Mm-hmm. Alam mo nung bata kasi ako ang 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 ba? Ang tokso sa akin ng mga friends namin sa neighborhood, bondat. Mhm. Maricon bondat, kuns si bondat. Because uh, nung malita ako, malaki daw yung chan ko kasi maliit yung So wala na mapupuntahan yung food na kakainin ko, diba? <laughs> 'di ba? Kundi sa harap. So <laughs> until I'm malaki yung chan ko. So <laughs> So back then, I thought my friends, ko, parang sabi na friends, so where did that go now? I'm like, I don't mm-hmm.
1: know. In saya kina man at sa akin before sa school bus, boy pandesal. Kasi may bakery kami before, s so lagi ako ah! may dalang pandesal. <laughs> so ako si boy pandesal.
2: And so, gamitin mo yan dito. People will be offended. Mm-hmm. So y- 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 there are certain smells, the smell of tuyo the smell of bagoong that we don't find offensive at all. But think about it when you go to your patients' homes, mm-hmm. they smell it in your clothes. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think that because you're now in the United States and that not that's not something that they're used to. I think you have to be more mindful that maybe it's not them. Maybe wait until you get home and have dinner there. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. right, right. So in
2: between, right? So mm-hmm. these are I think the subtle things that um, we also have to be very mindful that mm-hmm. there are things where we need to adjust also because we you have to remember that we were the ones who chose to go here
1: right exactly.
2: it was our choice to go here, so we yeah. need to make the necessary adjustments
1: mm-hmm. so, and we were we're we're we've been talking about us physical therapists as the ones adjusting yeah. um. Because, as you mentioned, we're the ones who chose to be here. And also, we're the ones who are serving our
3: exactly. pay
1: patients. So let's not expect them to adjust for us. Though there are things that, you know, uh, at the borderline or they're crossing some borders. But for us, primarily, we're, we're the ones should be who should would be uh, adjusting uh, for them. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're serving them. We're trying to get them better, and if we ruffle some feathers, we might not achieve uh, th- the the goal that we have for them. Yes. So, if palang sa questions about like uh, issues about like race, like culture, and stuff like that. Ma ma, ma- offend eh, good relationship dun. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So actually, there's another thing that I. Actually, also want to mention, because uh, of your question earlier, I think it's very important that uh, w- when we migrate here,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, uh, it's very important that you learn, you pray for courage to be able to speak up, mm-hmm. cannot yung timidity of mm-hmm. t- t- uh, because that is siguro that is rampant in the filipino culture because you have to remember again as a culture we normally operate we all normally operate operate from a um what they call this from a familial perspective diba right. societal na hindi ka you will actually rather not say what's inside you uh just to keep the harmony
1: right to avoid conflict
2: yeah to avoid conflict deba to not ruffle feathers kanyan um, that is what's going to happen usually in the Philippines. And the thing is, sometimes that's possible because I think people can operate that way because they know that they also have others behind their backs who's so also mm-hmm. watching out for them. There's right. that community of trust. When you go here, you also have to realize you're going to be on your own. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to speak up for you if you don't speak up. I'm not saying maging mm-hmm. ka, because that's why you also, it's very important that before you sign any contract, You've understood. Wag ka basta-basta magsa sign ng contract, mm-hmm. ba? Because here they really value what is written on paper. Sa Pilipinas, word of mouth. Iting pinag-usapan natin eh. Hindi. Mm-hmm. Pagdating mo dito, you have the hat ng pinag-usapan nyo, You have to see it translated into paper, because this is a very, this is also a very um, uh, what do you call this? Um, litigious society. Mm-hmm. If ever you need to go to court what they're going to honor is what is actually written in your contract, you know? Right. So nobody's going to speak up for you if you don't speak for yourself. Okay? Mm-hmm. So yung titiisin ko, it's actually on you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: you know? And don't expect that others are going to stand up for you if you don't stand up for yourself. So yun yung napansin ko actually, especially even when I was new here, is that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I can talk for myself I can talk in behalf of a group if it's something that concerns all of us mm-hmm. but I'm not going to talk for you mm-hmm. if it doesn't concern me kasi iba na yon. Kumbaga na ako nun, mm-hmm. So you so my challenge has always been you yeah, have to say something.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, other courage is something that also needs to be exercised to get mm-hmm. strong. Uh, hindi yan one day <laughs> nabuhay ka na or nagising ka na lang na matapang ka na. It, it hmm. actually has to it has to be practiced. So, um, you know, you have to say something.
1: Right. And I guess um, a, a, apart from personality, one of the things that also contribute to the timidity of uh, Filipino physical therapists like starting to work here is the, the fear of the uncertain because yung some P- some PTs would come here with an H one B visa, and and they know that uh, they have they are the to. Members. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are the
2: of their employers. There's yeah, something I, I want to say about that. Uh, think about it this way: mm-hmm. here in the states, because we are professionals with individual licenses,
3: mm-hmm.
2: there is anything uh, irregular, uh, you know, any kind of a regulatory. Um, you know, mistake mm-hmm. okay, that needs to be sanctioned. Always think that they're going to go after your license,
1: mm-hmm. and not the company. Even if,
2: yes, even if they go after the company, what is the company going to do at most? They're going to close down. They're going to reopen.
3: Mm-hmm. Pero
2: ikaw na PT, you only have one license. We only mm-hmm. have one license. You have to protect it, uh, with your life, so to speak.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, because pag nawala yung license nyo, not ka ng trabaho as a PT. And kung mm-hmm. hindi ka pa immigrant or citizen. Okay, mm-hmm. that also means you're going to go back. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you guys, think about it this way. There's a lot, there's hundreds of potential employers out there, but mm-hmm. you only have one license.
3: Right.
2: Okay. But I can so, uh, I can so understand that sometimes kase, our vision is very short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Right now, ang focus natin is pero baka mawalan ako ng trabaho. Mm-hmm. Think about the other side. Paano kung mawalan ka ng in the long run?
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: if years from now, the irregularities that you actually uh, participated in, di ba? Uh, na-audit. Na-audit. <laughs> ba? And, and they say, oops, you know, who was responsible for this? It's the PT. You take mm-hmm. your license out. Where are you gonna go? ba? Right. So, uh, Everything is everything is perspective, but that is also why uh, we also tell you know Filipino PTs or immigrant PTs in, in particular. These are the kinds of guidance sometimes that we need to hear, mm-hmm. Because sometimes we're so caught in the present moment, mm-hmm. diba? especially if you're adjusting. Right. you're i understand that we all we all had that experience you know when you're still at the period of uh, you don't even know what to do next it's so hard to look long term
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but hopefully that's something that we're also not going to lose sight of
1: right and to to i think to, to add to that is just uh, you came here with a visa and you are protected by the laws governing yeah. that visa, so you can go on to like the labor department and and look it up if you feel that there's some irregularities mm-hmm. or unethical practices that your company is having you to do. So you're still you're still protected. Don't don't be um, scared of things like that if they're making you do things that you don't want to do.
2: And it's not just you that you don't want to do that are actually mm-hmm. not right because mm-hmm. there may be things that you're not comfortable doing, but it's actually within the bounds right. Of what
3: mm-hmm. you've
2: done, right? Mm-hmm. So that is also why we really advocate that we become members of our parent organization here in the United States, mm-hmm. because whether we, you know, whatever our personal, um, I guess, opinions are of mm-hmm. how it's helping us as infants. The fact of the matter is that the American Physical Therapy Association has already been in existence way before we migrated here. They're the backbone of the profession. You know? mm-hmm. So a lot of the activities you know, of the association, um, even if, as a non-member, okay, and even if you don't recognize this, actually benefits you more mm-hmm. than harms you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And if there's something that you don't want about it, if you want your voice to be heard, they're always open. You can always talk about it, Mm -hmm. but unless you actually are part, you know, our membership, actually what our membership uh, affords us is a mic at the table. Mm -hmm. Because until you're a member, your concern does not become a member concern. Mm -hmm. It's a physical therapist concern, yes, Mm -hmm. uh, but you're going to be on your own fighting for that concern. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're part of the association, you as a member, your concern becomes the association's concern. Right. And, uh, you know, think about it. It's like a life insurance. If mm-hmm. you think that it's necessary for you to have a life insurance, who do you think is going to advocate for all of us as a profession, mm-hmm. uh, if not for the parent organization? Right. And
1: relaying those concerns also to the uh, parent organization, you might find out that other people are also experiencing things that you're experiencing. So bigger voice there and and the, and you have the advocates there. So your concerns, as you've mentioned, would be part of a greater whole. It's not just an individual's person's concern
2: exactly and that is basically the main objective of the hub for internationally educated PTs, is that we really have one communication channel Mm
1: -hmm. hopefully
2: raising concerns questions resources uh, for internationally educated pts and the hub is actually just the first step Mm -hmm. because hopefully depending on you know what happens in that area depending on the participation Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually basically like testing the waters for Mm -hmm what this group is going to evolve into eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, should it be a SIG? Should mm-hmm. it actually be a council? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is that's actually going to serve our interests. Now, mm-hmm. if you ask why is why just now? Mm-hmm. Some people are also asking, why now? lang,
3: mm-hmm. you
2: know well, if come to think of it, where where have you been all these years either?
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe
2: ngayon lang because there's also been just now that internationally educated PTs have actually really been participating in the table, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, uh, you cannot demand of them unless you participate. Mm-hmm. If you're not part of the conversation, then they wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So I think instead of uh, saying it, baga in a in a blaming uh, tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's better to look at it as thankfully.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or And I'm not saying just because we were not uh, we were not IEPTs before as mm-hmm. part of the APTs, we are not part of the APT. That's not true. You know, but really, unless you were a member you're not really part of the APTA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're part of the physical therapy profession as a mm-hmm. licensed therapist.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but actually, I ano a favorite picture that I saw I actually used in one of my lectures. You know how the Filipinos are, we represent diba, our culture by the Bayanihan.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So, bahay kubo, tapos lahat tayo. Uh, is actually uh, carrying the bahay kubo in our shoulders, you know. Mm-hmm. I liken a professional who's actually not part of the association as someone that's duyan, pati ikaw actually kinakarga ng mga <laughs>
3: think
2: about it that way, While well, everybody else is actually working, either contributing, I'm not saying working physically, but actually contributing either in their resources because they're mm-hmm. paying fees, um, or right or in the work that they're actually doing, you have to remember most of these that we're doing are all volunteer activities, we're not getting paid for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, you're actually benefiting from yeah. all of that,
3: right? You're
2: really benefiting from all that. So, mm-hmm. at the very least, you know, if we want it to be a better organization, then we have to participate,
1: exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna read yeah. about that mag-join sa APTA, anuman nagagawa na APTA, pero come to think of it, yung mga achievements ng APTA of the the state APTA of the the whole APTA would benefit everyone eh. Kahit hindi ka member, member ka, it would benefit you eh. So, bakit uh, why would just why would you just stand in the sideline and mm-hmm. and just reap the benefits if you can join actively in in the in the Proceed, ng APTA, yeah. the advocacy so yeah so there yeah join yeah
2: and I have to say uh, uh, it's not like we all know what we make
3: mm-hmm.
2: the new PTs we don't make minimum wage
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think right. that at this point in time um, you know if we can actually uh, afford some luxuries for ourselves, uh, you know, for the people around us. Mm. So should we have, or at least think about it that way. So should you actually contribute to the mm. to the profession? And there's a lot of ways. So mm. hopefully that's something that, uh, you know, we can all really think about. I challenge everyone to think about. Uh, if you can't become a member for financial reasons, there are also ways that you can contribute. Um, so, you know, uh, Hindi natayo, which I also understand, we came from a culture of kanyakanya, mm-hmm. kanya-kanya meaning kanya-kanyang pamilya right. outside of the family, really don't care, but that is not the way we should be, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah,
1: and yeah, I, yeah, we, we do uh, understand like, uh, we have different financial like uh, responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but. If you're not it, like I believe, like if you're you're not like actively participating or you, because of financial concerns constraints, you can't really contribute. Then try to like advocate for APTA, di ba? And not disparage it, na Because <laughs> The in, in their words with the organization. So just support and advocate for it. If there are some constraints that you're experiencing in in joining, so. Yeah. So we've just scratched the surface, and we've had a, a very long conversation already. But it's it's good that we touched on it: what diversity is, what diversity is equity is, and what inclusion is, and how it affects us, uh, our pra- profession and our practice in the Philippines and in here in the US. Uh, there are still, I think, a lot of issues and concerns in terms of DEI. Uh, we've just talked about culture and race, but there are um the sogi uh, sexual orientation uh, gender uh, identity and expression uh, also a concern of diversity and age and generational um culture so that's also uh an issue for diversity but it's it's good that we're starting to talk about it more and more and also the the impact it has in our practice and our profession so i think hopefully this would start uh further discussions with our um colleagues uh, anywhere in, in the globe. So um, uh, before I let you go, I would, all, I would just like to acknowledge you for the work that you've been doing, advocating for uh, the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, representing the Philippines in the APTA and uh, being uh, the best PT that you can be in, in, as a director there in uh, APTA New Jersey. So I want to acknowledge you for that. And thank you for the, the work that you've been doing. So also thank you for guesting in my show. So um, I, I, have, <laughs> I just have uh, my three last questions for you. Uh, okay. my, three, my, three, my three bites, last bites. Okay. Um, so um, this one is in order to, because we've been talking about like our, our professional practice, right? So in order to elevate our profession, uh, our profession of physical therapy, May it be in the Philippines, here in the US, or anywhere around the globe. Um, what do you think should a physical therapists do?
2: Where do I start? Okay. Well, I always say be the physical, be the best physical therapist you could be. And what be what does being a, the best physical therapist you could be mean? I guess. So um, I think. Be very, you know, don't forget that knowledge without compassion and empathy, you know, is actually really not going to serve our patients as much. Now, the other thing is in physical therapy, we are so outcome driven. That's the training that we had, right, is to focus on the outcome. Um, But I think that as we look for the outcome long term, Pay as much attention to the process on how you do things. Because um, as a believer, you know, I I really think that the outcome is not always in our hands. We can only look at uh the process, we can only be the try our best every day. But when it comes to outcomes, it's really his. It's really his call. Mm-hmm. So until that outcome that we set might not happen, may actually not happen, may even exceed our expectations. So you know, keep the humility that it's not always about us, and in reality, physical therapy is really only twenty percent mm. you know twenty percent of patients, yes of really of only patients um success, so mm-hmm. if you can actually expand your practice uh just outside of the usual physical therapy to include prevention you know and um uh, lifestyle um advices to the patients, that will actually add to our efficacy. And effectiveness as physical therapists.
1: Mm-hmm. I like I like what you said: uh, knowledge, compassion, and empathy, and mm-hmm. uh, putting uh, expanding your practice, including prevention and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because we're because you're right, we're focusing more on the treatment and not the the times that they're not with us. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: That's really like how that. really actually. If you think about it, you should, when you're in the healthcare field. I think that you should not only Think of yourself as a physical therapist, a nurse, as a doctor. You actually have to think of yourself as a health advocate. Mm-hmm. So you have to always take a look at everything from a bigger perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, second question um, for the for students who are starting out their physical therapy journey. They're probably those who are probably thinking, "Why should I go to physical therapy?" Or they're currently enrolled in their first year of physical therapy. Um, what advice can you give them?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, you know, be very excited. Be very excited because uh, you have to remember that physical therapy is only a century old here in the States. you know. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we are a very, very young career. So to actually be, I consider it a privilege to be In the field right now, because physical therapy is growing exponentially, we don't even know what to think, you know, what to do with everything that we could do, really. Mm -hmm. So physical therapy being so expansive, you know, as it is, is both a blessing and a challenge, because any at, kahit sinong tao pedi mong matulungan. Mm -hmm. So think about it that way. Right. There's always something that you can actually be of service to. Um with ev- walang limit really, uh depending on the patient's goal. So be very excited, you know, don't look at um it it's here to stay. PT is essential, especially mm-hmm. in times of pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Good advice. Yeah, for those who are studying physical therapy, um, um uh, a spectrum of coverage of physical therapy is from as we've mentioned earlier lifestyle prevention to treatment rehabilitation and return to work so you can practice anywhere there and damin uh, uh, pwedeng not puntahan
2: not just that even in the age you're talking about age earlier right, mm-hmm, right. That baby hanggang lola and everyone else in between
3: mm-hmm, exactly. so really
2: there's i think of it as there, there's really no practically competition mm-hmm. like we actually look at it uh, at that that perspective is
3: mm-hmm.
2: kulang tayo, come to mm-hmm. think of it, right? right so yeah and it's just going to get better i am i'm not just saying it just to give help uh actually ha- just have to have your hopes up high but mm-hmm. i mean it
1: that's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, true it's a reality Maraming tao <laughs> from from mm-hmm. <laughs> what so it's really uh-huh. up to you what you can do with your degree as a physical therapist. Okay, my last question is, the, the podcast is called uh, PT Meal. Almost forgot the name, PT Meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's a complete meal of information and, and uh, inspiration. Um, so my last question is, what are the three ingredients that make up Conciagula? So it can be a, a motto, your motto, your philosophy, an experience that you live by. So, what are the three stuff, three ingredients that make up who you are?
2: Okay, so I think uh, I think the first one is that I would just to like to acknowledge that um, I am a creation of the only one Creator,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that everything uh, that I have um, came from Him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that acknowledgement to me is very important. Um, I do, now that I am older and wiser and more guided, um, I have learned that, um, you know, people are going to always disappoint you, but that's not the point, okay? Mm -hmm. Which is also why, you know, you always really have to go back to doing things and doing everything your best to him first, uh, because he is really he's really the only one that we need to please and in pleasing him we're also pleasing others in the process believe me you know um, I think that um, number I guess that's one all lumped into one right mm-hmm. um, number two um, people think I'm very competitive and people are probably not gonna you know people are probably not going to uh, agree which uh, what can I do right that I'm not I I may be competitive but trust me I'm only always competing with myself because I think that uh there's always something that you can look for and improve in yourself so I'm a driver of excellence um only because I want to do my best all the time Mm um and um what else um I guess I'm I'm in a lot of ways uh weird because <laughs> how should I say weird?
1: Weird is good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm a combination of a geek sometimes, an artist, um, um, and a lot of things like um, in between. But if any, siguro, um, one of my passions really is serving. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in the physical therapy profession. Uh, to me, um, you know, um inconvenience is a way of life and I welcome that because there's a lot of blessing to be had uh, every time you actually encounter um and even are grateful for situations that put you in inconvenience. So um there. Yep.
1: Yeah, the three uh, ingredients of uh creation of the our God, higher being. And second is you compete with yourself to excellence, for excellence. And third one is weird. (laughs) 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 Weird. And uh, what's the third one?
2: Actually, that's it. I don't know. (laughs) Seguro, I'm in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. But you're going to find there's a lot of colors, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's just part of, I guess, of who I am. Of oh, so,
1: who you are, yeah. Yeah.
2: So you know, we can converse anywhere from, siguro Pop culture, mesho Hindi ko alam. All right,
1: <laughs> but there's a lot. Um, again, I wanna thank you for giving us time for, um, uh, giving us uh, a quick, uh, uh not quick, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> an introduction to what like diversity, equity, and inclusion is in our professional practice as a physical therapist. And thank you for that uh, learning. So again, yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you.
0: (laughs) And there you have it. That's another episode of PP Meals Physical Therapy Podcast. Thank you again for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode, Physical Therapist in uh, Practicing in Australia. Something different from uh, what we are familiar with, uh, practicing in the U.S., so now we're gonna hear uh, a story of from our colleague who is uh, in Australia as a physical therapist or a physiotherapist in their area. So uh, do check that out and um, wait for that next week. Follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram at PTMealPodcast. Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, people you wanna be uh, you wanna hear this podcast, you can send that. Uh, send me an email at. Uh, ppmilpodcast at gmail.com or send me a private message in those social media accounts. Alright, see you next week.